This week's episode of Kaiju Weekly is proudly sponsored by our friends at Toku Toy Town. Check out their vast selection of kaiju collectibles, tokusatsu toys, and rare safubi at tokutoytown.com. And stay tuned later on in the episode for a special discount code just for you, the faithful Kaiju Weekly listener. If I were a mushroom, a sad little mushroom, and I wanted to go... And be a sad little mushroom. I'm going to laugh. Children laugh at your poor stinking jokes. I'm going to stop singing now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, the invincible Michael Hamilton. Hi, Travis, I have a quick question before we yes. get started. Um, do you think that I could start my own music career? I've heard you sing. Mm, I mean, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know tuning? what. I don't know what genre I would sing. You know, I could sing country, or I could, I could rap. I could do a rap song. Are they called songs? I don't know. I don't listen to rap, so I have no idea. Yeah, I think um, you could definitely be a a, a good uh, start. A, start a rap career. Be a rap star. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay, I tell you what, I will get to practicing that. And then the next time we record, I will show off one of my rhymes, my sick rhymes or my slick rhymes. You're going to throw down my dope rhymes. I guess I can, I can beatbox poorly, but I can work on it. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) That's all. How are you, buddy? I I am. I am. Adult, you got to say something other than the T word. The T word. I'm Travis, but I am Travis. No, 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 no. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, I'm just feeling a little under the weather this week, so I'm just kind of ick, but otherwise I'm all right. Okay. I mean, you sound a little ick, but we're going to make it through, I hope. We're going to push through. I, I'm, first. I'm operating at like 20%, but but we'll, we'll make it through 20% will get us through 20% will get us through you, that. That's the winning spirit. 20% will get us through. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm about 80%, you know, it's a pretty good day. I think we're recording this on labor day. So happy labor day to everyone out there who celebrates. I hope you are eating fantastic, delicious food and celebrating with your family and friends. Uh, most importantly that you're not working. We're working because we're recording a show for you guys, the Kaiju Weekly, Kaiju, Kaiju Weekly listener that yeah, we love Kaiju so much. Weekly listener. I promise I've not been drinking. I know it's a holiday, but I've not been drinking. I promise. Um, but if you're out there, you're celebrating, have fun, relax, be safe. You know the drill. And uh, yeah, and so I think that's a good place to jump into the news for this week. All right, let's cue the 
the beady beady. Cue the beady beady. Uh, yeah, and we've actually got news this week because last week with my uh, special guest host, uh, Sam Perrin, we didn't have any news, so we played a game. Uh, I would still really like to hear from everyone what your scores were if you played along with us on that game. So please make sure to tweet in to us at Kaiju Weekly what your scores were. Uh, but I actually had a perfect score, just saying. I believe that. Yes, I, I, I am totally, I am totally not making that up. I promise. <laughs> I totally believe it. I totally believe it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so we've got some actual news to cover this week, uh, starting with Yuzo, the biggest battle in Tokyo. Uh, this is a ki- new kaiju movie that's coming out later on this year, uh, which is directed by a Yash- Yashikazu. Yashikazu Ishii? Close enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm struggling today. Um, And yeah, this was, uh, we got a first look at it. This was a sci-fi exclusive, sci-fi Japan exclusive, sorry. Uh, And we got a first look at it and got some pictures. And we also got the synopsis. Before we talk about the synopsis, because man, there's a lot of, lot to unpack in that synopsis. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of synopsis that needs to be synopsisized. What did you think of the images that we got of this movie? Um, are we talking about the creature specifically? Because the creature, I, I, it looks good. I, I, it looks good. The, 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 the creature looks nice. Uh, it looks like a very unique, uh, it looks like a very unique design. Cause it's like, it's very Ultraman Kaiju esque. Yes. It's yeah, very it, alien. Yeah. It does look very, uh, Ultraman esque. And, uh, the mm-hmm. Kaiju's name is, I think I didn't, I didn't write it down, but I think it's virus King is the name of the monster, which sounds also very, very much like a tokusatsu uh, TV show, superhero type monster. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does, that, that does sound exactly like a new, uh, that does sound like a very tokusatsu name for a monster. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yoshikazu Ishii uh, has directed a few movies, uh, and the one that I know is Attack of the Giant Teacher. Which I have not seen. I know that uh, Travis, I'm sorry, our friend Elijah uh, has seen Attack of the Giant Teacher. I don't know how he feels about it, but I know that I know you can buy it. And it's it's looks like a very interesting movie <laughs> yeah yeah it does uh ishi has done quite a few movies that i think we can cover on the podcast um or at least a, a couple that we can cover on the podcast uh, i know that uh, elijah has uh told me to check out a few of the movies that he's done because uh they've they fit in with our tone uh there's another director that i get him confused with a lot that also has done quite a few movies that we can cover on the podcast but anyway uh yeah so so this is a this is a guy who's done independent kaiju movies before he's also worked on things like ultraman he's worked on at least one of the ultraman series so so that kind of ties into what we were saying how the monster does kind of fit into that ultraman super sentai look um 
it looks good. It looks fun. It looks interesting. I, I like that we're getting a, a an independent kaiju film coming from Japan. Um, then I read the synopsis, and now I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> uh, well, Travis, um, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us what the synopsis says for this movie. So the synopsis is in the year 2020, the world is threatened by a new coronavirus. The impact of the virus is not only on health, but also on the economy. And Yuzu Uki, Uki, uh, however you say that name, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, who was enjoying his remote life is easily laid off. From his job ha- somehow he manages to find a new job but what awaited him was a crazy group of people including a money-grubbing president a fitness instructor with no members a garbage thief who only collects waste a gambling salesman and a man who stays inside a who stays inside a stuffed animal however after being pushed around well, hang on hang, hang on 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 <laughs> are we sure that this is is this the synopsis of this movie or is this someone's uh, uh cocaine induced fever dream this comes from uh sci-fi japan directly uh and okay. they were the ones who had the exclusive first look at this uh new movie so <laughs> Uh, hold on, the, the synopsis keeps going. After being pushed around by these selfish people, he gets desperate when he is dumped by his girlfriend. Just then, a life form from outer space comes into contact with Yuzo's crazy co-workers and fuses with their madness, creating an explosion of energy that plunges the city into chaos. The only person who can save the city from this crisis is Yuzo. Having been thrown into the depths of disappointment, he now rises to the occasion this okay this this movie sounds <laughs> oh man it sounds it fake. Sa- well it sounds no it sounds exactly this is going to be the movie representation of how 2020 actually went i have a feeling uh yeah that's true it does it does kind of feel <laughs> a little bit like if you want to encapsulate 2020 into a film this feels like it <laughs> complete with a guy uh complete with a crazy guy that just lives in a uh what is it what they say a, stuffed a, a animal. bunny suit all a stuffed animal all day yeah okay. yeah he just lives inside and just stays inside of a stuffed animal suit so <laughs> i just okay I, so <laughs> i just don't even know i just don't even know what to make of this movie <laughs> it really does i want to see it because i have to see how this nutty nutty synopsis like translates into film but my goodness what the heck it could either be it could either go one of two ways it could oddly make perfect sense or it could be a beautiful train wreck. And it, and from this synopsis, I'm believing that this is going to be a beautiful train wreck. I'm not, I'm not one that's, I'm not, I'm not a super cynical person. I try not to be very cynical. In fact, I had a 
a conversation today with one of our friends about cynicism uh, in films, but uh, that's neither that's neither here nor there. That's not that that that's not time for that discussion right now. But um... <laughs> yeah, I I, just, I I always look on the bright side, and uh, the one bright the bright side I see for this film is uh we're gonna have a very interesting episode of the podcast when we finally okay. get to see this movie here <laughs> here is the bright here is the bright side here is the bright side we are getting more independent films because because there has been rumbling we i mean i've seen it around the community you know the the, the giant monster community i've seen it online uh about are we getting ready to head into a like a basically a kaiju drought like where there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a a ten there's going to be a, a a ten years time span where we don't get any like Godzilla and, and things like that we don't get any like kaiju content which which may which may happen we don't know that yet but what I'm what I'm excited for is little projects like this that gives us more more content to see it because because at the at the end of the day you and I both are fans of not just not just Godzilla, not just Kong, not just Gamera, not just Ultraman, but we're friend, but we're fans of the genre in general. But if there are people out there making these insane movies, then I say more power to them. More pa- absolutely more power to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and we always talk about one of the great things about the kaiju genre coming from Japan, you know, the movies coming from Japan versus how america views giant monster movies is that they tend to be they can be a they can be anything you know they can be a disaster film they mm-hmm. can also be comedies they can be noir they can be whatever and so getting a variety of giant monster films that kind of show off what everything that the the genre has to offer uh you know like monster seafood wars it may not be for everyone but at least you know it is something different it's not the same thing that like an american monster film you kind of go into it knowing what tone to expect going into these japanese monster movies especially the independent ones you don't know what to expect and that's kind of fun That, that is kind of fun not knowing what to expect uh going into these movies yeah that's true yeah, it's true. In Japan, like for anyone who's anyone who's new to the genre or is just kind of getting into this whole genre, in Japan, kaiju and giant monsters are just a vehicle to tell a story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a comedy or a drama or just a traditional monster movie. You know, the use of kaiju and giant monsters and daikaiju in films and tokusatsu and, and just or, or henshin heroes for that matter too is just a is just a vehicle to tell a story. It's similar to here in the United States where we use, uh, help me out, Travis. What's a good example here? Well, like police, um, police dramas or, or police. Yeah. Procedurals. Poli- yeah. Police dramas. Yeah. yeah. Poli- police procedurals on TV, you know, they run the gambit of, you have, you know, the very dramatic ones, the very intense ones to all the way to the comedies, you know, and, and the very, uh, absurd one yeah. so you know yeah, you've got you've got blue bloods you've mm-hmm. got blue bloods which is tends to be pretty serious on the on the more serious side then you've got brooklyn nine nine right so yeah yeah and and that's just kind of that that's how yeah so uh, american television and cinema kind of does that 
uh with with that kind of stuff and and in japan that's how monster movies are and and uh they they can go from being very dark and serious to very comedic and so yeah i'm just really because i don't know if this is meant to be comedic in tone it sounds comedic it sounds ridiculous and funny but at the same time this could also they could take this in a very serious way uh direction for this yuzo the biggest battle in tokyo and yeah i'm just really interested to see which direction they take it and how they translate this nutty synopsis onto film so uh yeah we're not gonna know we're not we're not gonna know the tone until we see a first teaser trailer or something for it we probably won't know the tone fully until we get to actually see the movie well that that's actually true that is actually really true so uh yeah i remember if if i if i remember if i remember correctly and i know someone will out there out there will correct me elijah but the the teaser trailer for monster seafood wars build it as a kind of a serious monster movie and i think it's meant to be more as a comedy correct i haven't seen it yet so yeah well uh, it, it, it is definitely is, it is definitely a comedy Right. But when the first teaser trailer came out, it made it look like it was going to be a, another kind of serious monster mm. movie. Um, I am just hoping that somebody like SRS Cinema gets a an American release, an American distribution for for this. Uh, oh, they're probably of- already working on it as we speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> this is right up. Uh, this is right up SRS Cinema's alley. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that because that's the only way we're going to be able to see it is if, if somebody like SRS cinema or one of those ones, uh, gets a, uh, gets a, a, a distribution for it. Um, yeah. So here's hoping. And if they do, we will cover it on the podcast at some point. We yes. still haven't covered monster. Yes, we will Wars. because we, go ahead. We started uh, we started implementing left of center choices for our uh, reviews as well. So that may very well end up as one of them. And that's not very left of center, though, but no, it, it, it's, you know, it's more. Yeah. It's yeah, it's <laughs> it's not what we would typically cover on the show, although we're not we're not super serious. We're not very analytical. But we just have fun with these. Th- we just have fun with these movies. And this sounds like a fun movie. It fits right in line but, with what we would cover on the podcast. And, and the the stuff that's left of center is stuff more like that you wouldn't consider mon- giant monster. Like this is a this is a Dai Kaiju film. This is a giant monster film. Uh, the stuff that's that mm-hmm. we're doing left of center that we consider left of center is stuff like when I did Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or or uh gremlins you know we would i want to cover gremlins at some point that's not giant monsters that's barely a monster movie at all uh but you know it's it still fits close enough to the genre and it's there's enough overlap of people who like monster movies and giant monster movies and that stuff that i don't mind including it in on the podcast from time to time so uh yeah anyway uh we still have some more news to cover so let's move on so the next bit of news is we got the first images from the upcoming anime project, Common Rider W, Futo Pie. Uh, and yeah, it's the it, this is the anime that is based on the Common Rider W manga. So for anybody who doesn't know Common Rider or does or hasn't been listening to this podcast very long, uh, Common Rider W is my favorite Common Rider series. It's it's a really really popular one. It's also a, a super 
uh well received one kind of it was like the first in the neo heisei era uh so kind of that uh mid uh mid to late 2000s beginning like somewhere around the 2010s i think it was in 2008 was when the show came out um yeah something like that daisy is rubbing her face all over my microphone uh it's fine it's it's fine daisy you can go ahead and do it it's fine uh anyway and uh yeah common rider w being one of the most popular common rider series they had a manga that was based on that series and this anime project is based on the manga so it's it's like it's Mm -hmm. like seven what what is that uh seven degrees of separation from kevin bacon you know yeah it's yeah it's that it's like it's two degrees removed from the common rider series itself but it's like it's still uh i'm really looking forward to this uh this this is I mean, of course, because it's Kamen Rider W. I love Kamen Rider W. I love all the characters and the images that we got uh, show that we are getting the characters all back. We've got Philip. We've got uh, Shotaro. Uh, we've got uh, I forget his name. I will remember it in a minute. But the one who is uh, the secondary writer we got you know it, we've got all the their main characters back i'm looking forward to seeing how the show turns out but as far as visually based on these images it looks it looks great yeah yeah i mean it, it does i'm not a I, i'm not a big manga fan I, I haven't like it's not some i've read comic books but i don't read manga uh probably should because i've been seeing it pop up a lot more uh lately when i go out to like target and walmart and things which is a kind of a weird thing to run into um but yeah it looks great uh the images that that we're looking at now look they, they don't tell us much at least they don't tell me very much they may tell you a lot but it looks it looks great so i'm you know i'm sure we'll cover it Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I'm going to cover it. And, uh, one of the things is, you know, we've already had the, um, ultra, the first season of the Ultraman anime, uh, mm-hmm. turned out mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, I didn't, I wasn't as thrilled with it as some other people, but it, it, I'm not one to, I'm not going to say I hated it. It definitely was really good. I'm looking forward to season two of that. Whenever that comes out, we have had some news on that, but I don't, it wasn't really much news. It's like, it's coming. Yay. Okay. It's coming in the, it's coming in the spring. Yay. Okay. Which is about how much we know about this. Uh, We know it's coming in Mm -hmm. summer in the summer of next year. So that's, that's as much as we know. Um, Do we know that? Well, do, Okay, uh handlebot. Okay, never mind. I see it. I was going to I was going to ask you who's the studio that's handling this, but Kai is handling the or K I K K A I is handling this. Yeah. Yeah, Kai. Studio Kai. <clears throat> uh Studio Kai hasn't done much. They've done a few anime um Daisy. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, my kitty. The podcast cat wants to get involved. Um the uh studio kai hasn't done a lot of stuff they've done a few uh anime movies that i'm aware of i think they've done one series um nothing that Mm -hmm. i've seen uh so you know i think you have to be kind of pretty 
you have to be really into anime or a really big fan of anime to probably recognize the stuff that they've worked on. But the anime director has worked on stuff that is uh, that is well a little bit more well established. So I'm looking forward more to that. The music director is also someone who's been in the industry for a long time. So the music's going to be good. Uh, yeah, it just I, everything that I've seen so far, all the little tidbits that we've gotten about it tells me this is probably going to turn out really good. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I just, I hope that we get a release in the U S cause I haven't actually heard whether it's going to be released in the U S cause we, you know, we know the Ultraman series was released on Netflix is mm-hmm. common writer. Mm-hmm. Is this one going to be released on Netflix? Yeah. I mean, it does. We've got plenty of time uh, until next summer when it comes out. So uh, it'll be exciting to see what happens, uh, what kind of news we get leading up to it. Uh, Cause I know this excites you. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, because it's it's common it's common writer, and you're always you're always ready for some common writer, uh, and you're always ready. And when the two like when anime and common writer come together, I know this is this is right up your alley. So I'm excited to be covering this with you. Yeah, and, and this and this this series was announced uh, a little ways back, uh, probably a few months ago, three months ago, or something like that. And I remember when we talked about it on the podcast, I was like, "Okay, this is anime. It's Common Rider. It's Common Rider W, which is my favorite Common Rider series. Like, this couldn't be more up my alley than it already, than than it is. Like, this is." so far up my alley i don't even know what to do <laughs> the only the only thing that would make this any better is if they did a an ultraman crossover and injected juggler into the mix the only thing that would make it better is if they had uh if the um, if the english dubbing has like all of my favorite voice actors <laughs> working on it <laughs> then it would be like uh, i would just be dead i would just be dead you know you would like, die. You would die a happy man. I know. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's enough common writer stuff. Uh, next bit sure. of news is just real quick. Kaiju Masterclass Two is coming in November, uh, November fifth through the seventh. Michael, what is Kaiju Masterclass? Well, that's uh, Kaiju Masterclass was an interesting, um, I think it was a weekend event. It ran from Friday to Sunday mm-hmm. and it was the guys, it was the guys from transmit uh, Kaiju Transmissions, Steve Rifle and some others partnering together to bring us basically interviews and panels from some of the top uh, voices within the Kaiju community. Uh, I think last they 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 had Hideaki Ano last year, I believe. I hope I hope I'm right about that, uh, and some other very notable names. This year they're going to have uh, uh, Kazuki uh, Amori, uh, I believe, who worked on Godzilla versus Biollante, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Mothra, and a lot of the he worked on a lot of the Heisei films. Uh, they're also going to have William William Stout. Uh, Linda Hayes, Tiffany Grant, Norman England, uh, Jasper Sharp, uh, Kevin Derendorf, Karen, D- Kevin Derendorf, uh, that wrote, uh, that's best known, I believe for Kaiju for hipsters, uh, the book, 
and John LeMay, who is also a kaiju historian and author in his own right. So it should be a lot of fun. should be super interesting. Um, on their Facebook page, it just says that uh, there is more announcements coming. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what who they get uh, to join the masterclass uh, this time around, because they also right. had, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, Brer, uh, Bear McCreary as well as a last minute addition that they kind of held on to for a while um up until almost the last minute so yeah it'll be it'll be a lot of fun i watched kaiju master class last year um and i was impressed i was i was really really impressed by what those guys were able to put together right yeah and and we didn't say this right off the bat but it is an online event uh so you can uh, oh, go yes. online and yes, watch it is an it. online event it's uh basically like filling the the gap that that we because we didn't, haven't had a lot of um a lot of uh, cons and events and stuff that we've been able to go to especially for specifically you know focused on kaiju so kaiju masterclass mm-hmm. was kind of filling in that that need there by providing an online event uh and yeah so last last one uh last year was really fun uh we're gonna have uh, a really fun one this year that that they're doing and yeah looking forward to seeing what yeah. comes from it the guys over at kaiju transmissions uh have worked really hard on that and everybody involved so looking forward to seeing what they do with that yeah and one last thing uh i think if you want to find out more information about those guys they do have a facebook page it's it's just uh facebook.com slash kaiju masterclass and it's kaiju masterclass.com uh, is their main website if you want to go keep up with the project yeah uh, and then the last bit of news is a little bit of figure news. So we've got Art Spirits will be releasing a set of 10 inch scale vinyl figures based on characters from Godzilla Singular Point. We've got Godzilla Ultima, uh, Terrestrial. Which one is that one? I don't know. Terrestrious. Their, I don't know their name. Terrestrious. Terrestrious. That's that's. Terrestrious was the blue Gorosaurus looking one. Okay, that's the Gorosaurus. Okay, oh, see, I see. I know if you yes. if you describe them like that, I know what they are. I just don't. I don't know them by the the names that they gave them because I didn't pay attention to the names that they gave them on the show. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So amphibious that I know that's got to be the uh, Varan Varan looking one. Uh, Aqua. I keep wanting to say Aqua Titus uh the, so the the one that, the one the one that looks like what you might call it uh uh ter, um titanosaurus titanosaurus yeah and then jet not jack Aquatus, aka not not titanosaurus not titanosaurus uh jet jaguar and angiris uh, look okay they <laughs> they're putting out these figures for a lot of the god the different godzilla forms from godzilla singular point jet jaguar and Anguirus. uh call them what you want no gabra though which i don't know what they what they call them in the show but but not gabra salunga uh yeah salunga, salunga. there's no there that one's not listed here uh the price for these which, hold on wait hold on hang on hang on hang on which baffles the heck out of me that they've not made anything for Rodan. Like the first, like the whole, like Rodan shows up more than any other Kaiju in the show. And we've not seen anything. They, that is a they good made point. a, they made an in, they made an in universe plushie of Rodan. I think there's actually one available now. I don't know, 
but there's a little there was they made a little pink in universe plushie for Rodan, but there's nothing like there's no merchandise for it. Yeah, which is really weird. It is really weird, especially because I, you know, going into the show, I didn't think I, I didn't I didn't, I was kind of underwhelmed by the Rodan design, but once I got into the show, I actually kind of liked it especially at the the later versions of them when they've kind of mutated more to look more like the classic rodan i don't know i i so yeah that is that is really weird and like we said there's no salunga in this in this set uh that's being released but uh yeah the prices uh is looking to be between 130 to 170 us dollars and they're going to be available from several outlets like awesome collector bid 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 <laughs> big bad toy store kaiju live and direct from premium bandai i am really struggling this week everybody i am very sorry for that it's fine it's fine uh i have not pre-ordered these yet they are up for pre-order now from a couple of those different outlets i know kaiju live i know our our friends over at kaiju live have them available uh my friend over at uh awesome collector has his available uh, I think you can order them directly from Premium Bandai already. Um, I've not. I'm. I'm still on the fence of whether or not I want them. Um, it's just not that I don't like how they look. It's just I. I liked Singular Point, but I'm not sure if I like Singular Point enough to buy the merch that goes along with Singular Point. But we'll see. And you know who who will probably really love these figures, Travis. Who's that? Our sponsors and our friends over at Toku Toy Town. Yes, they will. Yeah, our friends over at Toku Toy Town were so nice to sponsor uh, our magazine and to sponsor our podcast. And so, uh, yeah, they are an online shop committed to bringing serious collectors and casual fans alike the very best, rarest, and coolest in the world of Safubi, Tokusatsu toys, and Kaiju collectibles. Jay and his team strive to be the first place you look when you're trying to hunt down that hard-to-find exclusive X-plus holy grail that you are really wanting to add to your collection. Most importantly, they understand your journey because they are collectors too. They've been incredibly generous to provide our listeners with the discount code KAIJUWEEKLY. You can use that code at checkout and receive 10% off your next order. No minimums to buy, unlimited uses, fast shipping, great customer service. Again, the code is Kaiju Weekly. K-A-I-J-U-W-E-E-K-L-Y. For 10% off your yep. next purchase at tokutoytown.com. Yep, and I think they're actually running a promotion right this week about if you buy one bandai you get or buy i'm sorry i think it's buy two bandai get one free something of that nature so yeah go over there and take advantage of that while it lasts uh these guys are great great like we said great customer service great sh uh, fast sh fast secure shipping which is super important when you're buying especially some of the rarer harder to find things you wanted to get to your house safely so yeah i can i trust these guys and they're they're a great they're a great company they're a great they're they were so kind to uh, sponsor us and sponsor Kaiju Ramen magazine, and we're just grateful for them. Yeah. So again, Kaiju Weekly, the code for ten percent off your next purchase at TokuToyTown.com. Now let's move into our main topic this week. 
So our trivia question that we asked last week to hint to this main topic was, which 1950s movie uses a Mexican beaded lizard as its monster instead of what the film is actually named after? And we got a heck of a lot of responses. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we're yes, gonna go we through. Did. We're gonna go through them, and so we're gonna try to uh, quickly go through some of these. Uh, Gzilla one hundred said, "Beast from twenty thousand fathoms." Not quite, but thank you for good guess. Good guess. Yep. Uh, we got a few correct answers. Doctor Screonk said, "Giant Gila monster." Uh, fortunately, in Ape versus Monster. Uh, which is that terrible movie that I refuse to cover on this podcast. <laughs> there was a giant Gila monster. Unfortunately, the movie is still a piece of garbage. Uh, we also got from Kaiju Pictures, the giant Gila monster. Uh, no Gods, No Monsters podcast sent in the epic Gilgamesh. No, no, sorry. They said the epic of Gila Mesh, which it looks like Gilgamesh, but it's, but it's with Gila. <laughs> uh or gila because a lot of people say gila monster it's not gila monster it's a gila monster anyway uh uh dogger on twitter uh said mighty joe young wrong answer good guess not quite good guess thank you yeah good guess uh damon noise said the gila with the monster tattoo again works better if you pronounce it as gila i need to start saying gila just to, because to play along with the joke but it's not gila it's gila uh <laughs> thank you damon that is a really good pun though uh our friend Faye, who also is a contributor and writer to Kaiju Ramen, who wrote the fantastic How From Beyond the Fog article in our most recent issue, uh, sent us the answer, Giant Gila Monster. So Faye got it right. And then, uh, and he told me how to say uh, to say Derek B instead of his Twitter uh, name because his Twitter name's harder to pronounce. Uh, but he said the Giant Gila Monster as well so thank you derek b crystal lady jessica sent in a go go common rider which is a reference that really only works if you listen to my spinoff podcast the henshin men with uh our friend and co-host uh, sometimes guest co-host nathan marchan uh go listen to that podcast because we want more listeners <laughs> and speaking of common rider Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan, that the co-host of Henshin Men, uh, sent in Bend It Like Lizard Lawn, which is the title of one of our episodes from Henshin Men, uh, which is a good, he good, good reference. I like that. Uh, you will understand that joke if you go and listen to Henshin Men. Go do it. Uh, <laughs> Chris Deggle sent in Night of the Heloderma. Thank you, Chris. Which actually makes more sense. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Atomic Punk on Twitter sent in the giant Gila monster. Thank you. Uh, and then our friend over at the Godzilla Novelization Project, Danny DeManna, sent in it's either Gigantus the Gila monster or Gila, killer of the living, <laughs> which I thought was really great. <laughs> 
uh, our not friend, definitely not our friend, Jimmy from NASA, uh, sent in <laughs> the movie that replaced Godzilla. Uh, the movie that replaced Godzilla versus Megalon in Mystery Science Theater 3000 Volume 10, which is very true uh, because somebody screwed up when they were uh, they thought they had the they thought that uh, uh, Godzilla versus Megalon was in the public domain. And come to find out, it wasn't. And so they had to replace it on the DVDs. <laughs> that was actually going to be, that was actually really close to being the trivia question for this week. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I didn't, you know, that would have been really good. But, uh, but no, I, I think, I think the trivia question we went with was a little bit more. Uh, Accessible. Yeah, a little bit more accessible for people who's not, you know, who may not be fans or followers of Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, as devoted a fan as I am uh, or Nathan is because <laughs> he also is very devoted fan. Um, Raymond Martin sent us the Goodbye Gila Tale of a Mexican Refugee. Thank you, Raymond. That was a really good one. Uh, Kaiju Kim sent in. I, I like this answer. The normal size lizard creature. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Really good. Thank you, Kim. Uh, Brian Very creative. Brian T. Alexander sent in. I would have to guess giant Gila monster. And you would be correct, Brian T. And then we get to Elijah. The giant. Oh, I thought we were growing it. I thought we were groaning because of giant monster BS, but I guess we're going to okay. uh, both of them, both of them. <laughs> uh, Elijah <laughs> sent in the giant Yeti nipple. You couldn't even come up with a better pun. Come on, Elijah. Come You're on, slipping. Elijah. Get it together. I guess those, those late nights, those late nights of staying up till four o'clock in the morning and then going to work at 6 a.m. Starting to catch up with you, buddy. Elijah, you're slipping much like the Yeti nipple. <laughs> Pre pre preschool's hard, man. Give it, give the kid a break. Yeah, yeah, I know. Preschool is probably the <laughs> the toughest year of of school for any kid. <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, our friends over at the Giant Monster BS podcast who sent in Monsters Inco de Mayo. <laughs> Which, Actually, I like that answer. I did. Not too. gonna lie, it I, made I like me laugh. <laughs> And then my favorite answer from the week goes to our friend Nick Blackler, who sent in, it was indeed quite the mix-up, but that mix-up led to something truly beautiful. It's Memoirs of Aguila. Which is a playoff of what movie again? Memoirs of a Geisha. Mem uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, now it makes sense. <laughs> And he sent over the picture too, which is so great. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Is, is that Ken Watanabe? Yes. So yes, our main topic this week is the giant Gila monster from 1959. It was directed by Ray Kellogg, uh, starring Don Sullivan, Fred Graham, Lisa Simone, Shug Fisher, and Bob Thompson. And the plot breakdown for this movie is what, Michael? 
a uh, well, it's 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 actually a really interesting plot. Uh, basically, we follow the life story of the young and very handsome Chase Winstead as he tries to become a uh, musician slash uh, aspiring mechanic and grifter. Not sure whatever uh, is going on there, but. His career is unfortunately derailed by a giant Gila monster uh, who turns out to actually be his father. Chase, I am your father. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So opening thoughts on this movie. Um, My... uh, my opening thoughts are, you know, this this movie this movie really is the poster child for like schlocky monster films. Like when when I think of when people or when people talk about the I don't know about I don't know about that, but it's uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I when when people talk about B movies or B B uh, monster movies and stuff. This is the movie that I, that comes to mind. And yeah, it just, to me, it is, it is the, the poster child for that, this era of monster movies, which is very low budget, very cheap effects, and just meant to be basically the B side to a, film not the main film <laughs> and, and and yeah 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 and, and so they go ahead they had just enough budget to rent a gila monster or to probably to buy a gila monster uh from the from the local uh, pet shop and uh to make a puppet hand it's, uh, a, a glove, if you will. It's, that's it's all. He- that's all. The, that's all the budget they had. It's Gila Monster, uh, and no, they didn't have the budget for that because it's not actually a Gila Monster. It's a beaded Mexican or Mexican beaded lizard, uh, which is a totally different animal than uh, a Gila Monster. Which do you think they did that because because Gila monsters are actually poisonous? Well, so so are Mexican beaded lizards they they both have uh venom really so yeah. someone just screwed up yeah okay. no it's just they That's they fine. they do look very they look very similar like they are they are within the same i guess species no they're not species same family i don't know i i don't know I science one of them one of them has one of them has a really chubby tail and the other one doesn't i think yes and Is one one, the coloring is more striped and the other is more speckled. Um, mm-hmm. And right. yeah, so, so yeah, there, there are some differences between the two and, but they're both, they're both venomous. They're the only venomous lizards in the U.S. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, this, this is a very low budget movie and very schlocky uh this yeah this kind of like i said when when i think of this era of schlocky 50s sci-fi monster movies this is the first one that comes to mind this is like the Mm -hmm. the poster child for it and i don't know and and i wonder what 
Which is amazing because when the giant claw was around this time too, 1957 or 58, something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, but, but there is something to be said. And, and I said it, I think even when, when me and um, uh, Steven reviewed the giant claw, there is something to be said by a movie that can, that, that sticks in people's minds for mm-hmm. 60 years because mm-hmm. this movie people still remember this movie people still you can still watch this movie you can watch an hd high, you know high definition reconstruction of this movie you can't do that for a lot of movies well you couldn't do that for the giant claw up until recently i think there i think recently we're getting <laughs> yeah, yeah we covered it on the podcast but there's there's some movies like there's some classic movies that have like made a huge impact on like the artistic side of cinema that aren't getting that kind of treatment so it just it it shows there is a love of this of this type of movie and a love for this genre that these movies are getting better treatment than some art house films and I just I don't know. I, I think that I think that it, there is something to be said about the 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 way that this movie has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, there is there is a whole separate category of monster movie, really, if you think about it. And this falls into that category, like the 1950s. um uh, what is it? The hot sort of the hot rod teenage angst kind of movies that came out around that time mm-hmm. uh, that just also happened to have giant monsters in them or creatures some or some kind of creature in them. Uh, it's a drive in. It's a drive in movie. This is literally a drive in movie because this movie was produced by a guy who owned a chain of drive ins in Texas. And he produced it as the B movie to a double feature, including the giant uh, attack of the giant shrews, I think is what, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the one that was uh, on the A, the A side of this. And, and Mm -hmm. so it was a double feature with the, Oh, the killer shrews. That's what it is. The killer shrews. Not. Yeah. Um, So, so killer shrews and this were both produced at the same time to be a double feature for these drive-ins by a guy who owned all these drive-ins. So yeah, this movie, like you said, is specifically made. It's meant to be low budget. It's meant to be spectacle. It's meant to be low effort, but with high return and high spectacle for people who just want to go and have fun at the, at a drive-in. And so that being said, is this movie any good (laughs) is the question. Uh, I, um, okay. So I found myself, I found myself kind of struggling to get through this one. Like I, 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 I found myself pausing. I found myself pausing the movie to see how much time I had left, (laughs) Uh, which is not something that, which is not something that, is a good indicator of a good is not something it's an indicator of a good movie yeah. uh, for me. If I'm, if I'm looking at my watch, if I'm fiddling with my phone, if I'm on social media and not paying attention to the movie, that's not a good indicator. If I'm pausing it to see how much time I have left, that's definitely not a good indicator. Like this one was a little bit, this one was a little bit rough to get through. 
but it does have its charm. It absolutely does have its charm. And it did, there are moments in it that made me interested. Uh, it was mainly just the lizard stuff, but because the characters are kind of like, meh, you know, the characters are kind of one note. Our lead, our lead is not all that interesting. And I, and I hunt, I 100% believe that this movie was only made to try to springboard a singing career for him. Cause they make, they, they do put an emphasis on that when it's not super, when it doesn't really do anything for the plot, I should say. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I disagree to a certain extent though. I actually liked the two main characters. I would say were the, which was the, the um, chase, the main kid and uh, mm-hmm. the, the sheriff of the town. I actually liked the two of them. They, they had enough charm and enough, uh, character growth and character development and characters and, and just i don't know they had enough personality they weren't planks of wood they had enough personality to them that made it made it interesting to me when they were the ones taking center focus uh when because because that's what you're you're with these monster movies a lot of times that's your problem or the balance that you have to strike is if you're taking if you're if you're not showing the monster you have to make sure that what you're showing is worth not showing the monster you know we and and we talk about that with things like godzilla 2014 where yeah okay when once they killed off brian cranston is the is the human character of brody uh interesting enough to make it worth not showing the monsters that's up for debate because i've heard i've heard people say both ways me personally no it's not uh and and so yeah of course the most interesting stuff in a lot of these monster movies is the monster and even though it is just a lizard put onto a little diorama set model train set um it's still you know very fun to watch and whenever they took away from that or cut away from that to show the kids these like teenagers the hot rodders and all this kind of stuff yeah it's not as interesting but i still think that the chase the main character was interesting enough that i didn't mind him being on scene on screen uh he has i will say that i liked i liked his i liked his character his character depth a little bit where he was Excuse me. He seemed to be working towards something. I'm trying to think of how to word it, but he was he was doing all this extra work to help out his niece. Am I is sister. It his niece or his little sister? His little, his little sister. sister. Okay, because his little sister's in braces. His little sister's uh, crippled and can't walk. Well, she's not. Uh, she's so not he's doing. She's not that. She's not that bad because you see her walking uh, some, mm-hmm. but she ne- she needs leg braces to be able to walk. Maybe she was bow legged. Who knows? Yeah, something. But I, I don't know. I I don't something like that. But, um, but I liked his character grow. I liked that little revelation when we find out that the reason he works so much, the reason he's doing all these extra things, like he has this jerry rigged, um, phone contract. His jerry rigged phone in his uh, garage that rings in anytime there's an APB put out over, uh, over the wire, specifically attached to that particular sheriff's line to tell him if there's a car accident so that he can be the first on the scene uh, 
to with, with you know, the get the record to to get the record. Yeah, which yeah. I thought, uh, which I thought um, was a pretty ingenious thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see how like he he obviously wants to do more. Like he wants to he he's interested in cars. He's interested in drag racing and uh, and and souping up these hot rods but at the same time he can't really do that much with his own car because all of his money is going towards taking care of his little sister so yeah and so then you get those moments where it's like oh you haven't fixed the headlight on that truck of yours and he's like well i don't really have the money for it and so the the uh sheriff says well you can take the the headlight off of this car that's this wrecked car because nobody's going to notice that the the headlights missing from it and stuff. So little things like that, I thought was really interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, you can kind of see that he's, he is the every man trying to get by with a dream, but not able to achieve that dream be- right now because he's putting more effort and more uh, time into taking care of his family. I don't know that. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a really interesting character to have in this kind of very like, again, it is still a schlocky movie, but it is a it is a little bit more character depth than I was expecting to get. I've seen this movie like uh, I, I've probably seen this movie. Uh, I've seen this movie more times than I've seen King Kong from 2005. Really? Yeah, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie like four or five times uh, over the years. Huh. Let's see. I've only seen this movie, I think, well, I've only seen this movie maybe three times. I know I've seen this movie once a very long time ago, probably on uh, on closed circuit cable television. Um, and I watched it for this show. I watched the normal version, the HD recolored version, which I wish they would have just stuck with black and white. Um, mm. And the MST3K version. Because oh, yeah. After I, after I watched the after I watched it for the first time and I and I realized there was an MST3K version on Tubi as well I'm like okay so that's got to be a lot of fun so I rewatched that one and I actually had more fun with the MST MST3K version than with the actual version I found myself well, more course. invested and I, I don't yeah I found myself more invested yeah yeah of course it makes more sense uh, MST3K always makes these movies fun to watch <laughs> um i don't i don't know are there any details you want to get into with this movie i mean there's this movie's it's kind of it's not a long movie that's another uh, another aspect of like these B yeah it's movies. only like 80 minutes i think it's only like 80 minutes long yeah that's that's another aspect of these b movies that you get when they're the secondary movie on a double feature for like mm-hmm. a drive-in or a, or a theater yeah. is they tend to be on the shorter side uh and so yeah this this was only like 80 minutes long not nine i don't even think it was full 80 minutes long but uh yeah it, it was on the shorter actually, side actually i take that back it was an hour and 14 minutes because i just looked it up it's an hour yeah. it was an, actually an hour and 14 minutes there's really not a whole lot of notable characters in this movie uh because you've got chase the sheriff um the father of the dead of of the dead uh, of the of the kid that got killed in our opening five minutes of the movie uh, mm-hmm. that was out make that was out in the car making out with his girlfriend um which i guess it's implied they got eaten okay yeah um so you've got that guy and then you've got chase's french exchange student girlfriend which i think did did we establish that she's french 
Yes. I think. Okay. So that's really all you have in this movie. Um, and it's pretty straightforward film. It's a teenage hot rod movie with a giant lizard mixed in with it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, I want to talk about just some of the funnier, unintentionally funnier moments, like the goofy moments. So, uh, Chase's boss at the, at the car repair shop, um, is driving down the road in one of his trucks (laughs) and gets Uh killed by the lizard. The lizard just because because you never get any scenes where the lizard is on screen with any of the human characters because they just that would have cost money. They just you know kept cutting back and forth between uh, the the scenes of the lizard and scenes of the human characters, and so he's driving down. They cut to a scene of the lizard with it and sticks its tongue out, and then all of a sudden cut back to him going ah, and then the car flips over. <laughs> And it explodes and it's just, it is just, he got licked to death. (laughs) He got a tongue lashing is what he got. He Um, was licked off the road by a lizard and was killed. (laughs) Maybe, maybe this guy, maybe that, maybe, maybe they needed the lizard lick uh towing company at that point yeah uh because that was that was a show that was a show back in the day uh but yeah um but that's a that's sort of a trope of one of these low budget b movies you never see the monster quote unquote the monster or the creature interact with the human cast uh you always see them kind of far off like you have you have the humans in the foreground shooting their guns you have the monster in the in the background getting hit or blown up or something and it's usually if if they use a real creature like they did with this movie it's usually just them turning around and walking away it's really mm-hmm. not a whole it, there's really not a hot a lot to it but i thought that was pretty funny um the drunk uh the old drunk uh mm-hmm. had was pretty was pretty hilarious as well um because he was just sort of the stereotypical town drunk. Everyone liked him. Everyone knew who he was. In fact, he came into the police station and the sheriff was like, you're drunk. Get into the cell. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll get into the cell now. You know, whatever. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell my wife I'm here, even though she probably already knows. Uh, but yeah, he was, he was, he was a good time. I thought. Yeah. Okay. This movie, is this movie just designed to sneak in road safety messages (laughs) because there's a lot of road safety stuff going on in this like like you know people are driving around really fast and they're they're constantly getting into wrecks or getting or damaging their vehicles i mean you have the radio guy who was an actual disc jockey uh in real Mm -hmm. life um who was driving his car and wrecked because he was drunk. Then you have the drunk guy who's constantly driving and they're just, there's all of this stuff is going on. And I'm just like, and nobody wears a seatbelt. Of course it's the fifties. They didn't have seatbelts. And I'm just like, man, this whole movie is just one big road safety analysis really because i don't know what else to say about that other than uh, it just was really weird. It just, yeah, it was just really weird. Um, but I didn't know that that guy was a real disc jockey. Yeah. Yeah. He was a real disc jockey, a uh, real disc jockey from, uh, the, from the Dallas area. 
Interesting. There is so much singing in this movie. There is entirely too much <laughs> singing in this movie. If I were a mushroom, a sad little mushroom, oh, and I wanted to go and be a sad little mushroom, I'm going to laugh, children laugh at your poor stinking jokes. I'm going to stop singing now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, way too much singing in this movie coming from a guy who does tend to sing on this podcast. Um, uh, I just, this, this movie was, let me tell you, let me tell let me tell you, laugh, children laugh is not something that I should, that should be in the top 100. Let me or should, well, it shouldn't be in the top 40, let alone, like, let alone the top 100. Um, so it, however that works out, I probably got that backwards. It shouldn't be a song that, that they take a break from this monster movie to hear sung from beginning to end twice, not once, but twice the same song. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, it okay. So it, uh, look, it was cute when he sang it for his sister. It was. It was cute when he sang it for him when it, when they sang it for his sister. But when they were like, "Listen to this hot new single by this up and coming superstar young man," blah 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 blah. Your very own Chase Winstead, and then it goes, "Laugh, children, laugh." But I guess that kind of plays to the like the the wholesomeness of this time period. Really? Yeah. I guess, that's I, what it, I guess that's what it really is. Well, I think also, again, I think there is an underlying um, trying to send a message to teens of this era. Because because like the, the I don't know if we even covered it much when we talked about the blob, but the guy who directed or produced the blob uh, made a lot of um, very pro-Christian value kind of uh movies Mm -hmm. for young people and this feels Mm -hmm. along that line again like i said you're you're seeing the consequences of drunk driving you're seeing you know they're constantly talking about the dangers of drag racing and stuff and then now you have you know the 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 wholesomest music and everything and it's just like it, it i don't know it feels like they're they're trying to uh trying to send a message to the youths who might be watching this movie in a certain way the youths yeah i mean it t- yeah I, I think so like well there's nothing but there's nothing wrong with that I mean, yeah there's, there's not there's not i mean it's just it, it just is a part of this movie that it feels like there's a message there in this movie yeah if any like there definitely there definitely is a message there because i think um now Refresh my memory, Travis. What was the explanation that they gave as to how the Gila monster got so dang big? What was the what was the what was the explanation? Uh, it just is big. It's a biggin. That's it. That's there's it. No, it's a biggin. There's no like nu- there's no nuclear waste. There's nope. no. See, that's okay. So. I would like some more explanation as to how the how the Gila monster got the size it did because if you've ever if you've ever seen an actual Gila monster, they're only what like uh, like only a foot long something like, like that like a maybe foot two and a half, feet at the a foot and a half to foot two and feet. and a half at the very most yeah yeah 
they're they're not very big at all. So it would like some explanation as to why it's now the size of a small car would be would be probably a good idea. But I guess they weren't thinking about that. No. And well and which is another thing that that I keep going back to this is this is the poster child for B movie schlock movie. Uh you know, there's there's definitely hundreds of other examples but this one just to me is the poster child especially for the monster movie side of things and yeah the the monster is has no explanation of where it comes from there's no real reason for it to be there it had the message that the movie is trying to tell has nothing to do with the monster itself it's just it's just there as an obstacle they overcome it because of their either their ingenuity or working together and yeah it's just i i these movies are fun to a certain extent because they're campy and silly, but there are movies from this time period, which put a lot more effort into it. I, and, and I think, and, and this might be, you know, and this is going off track, but people tend to lump the blob in with under the category of B movie. But the blob was not a B movie. This is this is a B movie. The blob is way superior to this. Right. And there's actual a care and attention put into this and the monsters and and the monster is on screen with human with other human characters, whereas this, like we said, he's not. And so I'm just like, yeah, uh, if you want to watch a movie from the 50s, a monster movie from the 50s that has some care and love and attention put into it has a message there but the message is not you know inconsequential to the rest of the film mm-hmm. go watch the blob don't watch this because this 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 is yeah, yeah. well yeah and then after you go watch the blob listen to our episode we did on the blob because actually i think you and i both really liked that one Oh, the blob is still one of my favorite American monster movies. Like I absolutely adore the blob. Uh, this mm-hmm. one, not so much. Um, it, it does have, it does have its charm, like you said. So I will say that, but, but yeah, just one of the problems I had with this movie is the fact that the monster, the giant Gila monster has nothing to do with anything. They don't know where it comes from. They don't know why it's so big. They just, they don't explain it. They don't, it has no impact on the story other than being the thing, the obstacle, but like it doesn't have no impact on this, on the subplots in this mm. movie. And, and so I'm just like, yeah, I, 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 it, that's my biggest problem with this movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I same. I mean, it's, I feel like we're talking in circles at this point, but yeah. Yeah. So that, so we can move on to our, our Godzuki scores and, and really our final thoughts, which is basically what we were just doing there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll kick us off. Um, if you're interested in this genre, um, go watch it. It's, it probably deserves to be, it probably deserves to be watched at least once. If you've never seen one of these type of schlocky, um, actually, no, I take that back. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, you know what? You could probably skip this one. I'm, I'm on, I'm going to be honest and just say, you could probably, you, your life would be fine if you never watched this movie, to be quite honest. Um, in fact, this movie made me appreciate how from beyond the fog more, <laughs> just a little dig there, just a little dig there. Uh, but, but seriously, like, I think, you know, you don't have to watch, this is not one of those movies that I'm kind of 
you know, excited to say, yeah, go watch it. It's fine. Because it really kind of appeals to a very uh, specific taste in monster movies. If you like schlocky 1950s movies that kind of have a, a thrown, uh, have a, a barely sewn together plot, somewhat likable characters, and a story that's a little bit kind of uh, messy, uh, sure, go watch the giant Gila monster. But I don't think you're missing much if you don't watch it. And so, and for that, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna give it two and a half out of five Godzookies. Yeah. Uh the only reason I would say watch this movie is for the historic kind of cultural significance of it, because uh if you've seen things like Futurama or other shows where they make jokes about 50s movies and the and the cliches and the tropes from 50s b movies and schlock movies uh if you want to see some of those tropes watch this movie like the tropes that are being made fun of and other things go watch this movie because this movie has every trope and every uh cliche that you can think of from ever from the b movie era in it so if you've only ever seen people make fun of that and never actually seen what they're making fun of go watch this movie other than that yeah it's just it's it 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 is what it is and it has some charm to it but that i don't see a reason to go see it unless you are the type of person that just enjoys watching these schlocky movies and can have fun watching them otherwise it has no it has no value to a monster movie fan outside of just that so for me yeah i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a two out of five godzookies because i did like some elements of it but overall and especially the the thing that we should like the most which is the monster i didn't really care for yeah because it just wasn't there if it was there more and if it actually interacted with our cast more yeah probably would have liked it better um, but all we got was it by itself on a diorama and, uh, we did, lo- get which, the... si- Go which ahead. sidebar, sidebar, um, they obviously made a prop. They obviously made a, 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 a glove, a prop for the Gila monster. Why didn't they show it grabbing someone that would have yeah. at least given us something. I think the the best scene with the monster in this whole movie, well, the two scenes that that, uh, that are the best is it climbing over the the train that has just derailed, mm-hmm. um, which is just right. again just it's just a, a a Mexican beaded lizard just crawling on a miniature train, uh, and then mm-hmm. it busting through the wooden uh walls of the barn where all the teens are oh yeah yeah yeah. that was kind of fun that scene was kind of fun just it trying to bust it but you can tell it was just again it's just this lizard that somebody on set is just pushing through a wooden thing and it's just like that poor i I just felt bad for the lizard (laughs) i just felt bad for the lizard yeah so anyway call peta i hope peta was on set for this movie 
I, I, I hate these kinds of episodes where a I'm low energy because I'm feeling sick, but also the movie is not good. So it's just like, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry if this is kind of a, uh, weird episode listeners, but, uh, I, I just not, I'm, I'm doing my I mean, best. It happens. It, it happens. No, I mean, it, it, it happens. And, you know, we, we can only do so much with the material that we cover. And this one's, you know, the giant Gila monster is not that great of a movie. Um, and yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it happens. It's, and, and, and you know what, even though the mystery science theater version is still funny to a certain extent, it's still not even, it's not even one of the best mystery science theater 3000 episodes. So even that was, is a little no. disappointing. Cause it's like, they couldn't even make it no. ridiculously funny. Yeah. It's, I, I know that I was talking to Nathan about it and he said, yeah, go watch the MST 3k version. It's like, it's one of the best MST 3k versions out there. I'm like, ah, I watched no. it. I'm like, eh, it's really not. It's like, it's not even that funny. Like they didn't even have any, they, they had a few of the jokes that made me chuckle, but yeah. it wasn't like slap your knee. It wasn't like slap your knee funny. Like some of the other stuff, like some of the stuff that I've seen them do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, but it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's far from the best, ep- one of the best episodes that they've done. It, it's, you know, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's more memorable to fans of the show because of it being the one that replaced Godzilla versus Megalon. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that, that's why it sticks out to people's minds. Otherwise it would just be kind of like, eh, it'd just be an, an okay episode, but yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for our discussion of the giant Gila monster. Tell us what you think of the giant Gila monster. Uh, You can send us your comments and questions and and your thoughts on the movie uh, Kaiju weekly at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at Kaiju weekly. And if you do, we will read it out on the podcast. Like I'm going to do this email that we got from our friend, Nathan. And I promised him I would read it out on the podcast. Uh, he said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! H- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on! What? You? We didn't. We didn't set up for the. Oh, uh, we didn't the, do the the, 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 the. It's it's the mailbag. The mailbag. What's in the mail today? It's been so long since we've had any mail in the mailbag that I forgot about the mailbag theme. <laughs> you did. Shame on you. Shame on you, Nathan. Or sh- <laughs> shame on you, Travis. Shame on you, Nathan, for emailing us and putting us in this situation. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, again, if you want to, if you want to get a message to us, you can do that at Kaiju Weekly or Kaiju Weekly at gmail.com and we will read it out on the podcast like this one that I'm fixing to read out from Nathan. He says, greetings from Monster Island, Travis and Michael. Since apparently my intrepid producers emails on old episodes, make your mailbag monster sick. And he says, I get it. Jimmy's man crush on Nick Adams is eclipsed only by Travis's unhealthy obsession with juggler from Ultraman. It's true. Yeah. I love juggler. Juggler. <laughs> uh, you have to put up with me this time. So I am hearkening back oh, no. to your X from outer space review to share a story that perfectly encaps- encapsulates that movie. 
Michael was right. It is better with a crowd. In fact, I never saw this movie until I went to G-Fest in 2019 and saw it at the Pickwick Theater. While the organizers don't like this, the crowds at these screenings can get a little rowdy. My brother Jared and I sat next to a boisterous fella who just kept riffing the movie the whole time. We all agreed that the woman, we saw the dubbed version, sounded like, whoa, from the awful, oh, Kung Pao, enter the fist. Oh, yeah. I am whoa. Uh, The best part, though, was when one of the characters was sucked into the hull breach. My first thought was, oh, no, I've seen Alien Resurrection, the guy next to us's line, and be prepared to censor this for sensitive ears was, you saved the ship. You bet your ass. I died laughing in my seat. (laughs) Anyway, looking forward to Listener's Choice Month. Sayonara. Sincerely, Nate Marchand, host and curator of the Monster Island Film Vault. P.S. I saw Dragon Wars in a theater when an out-of-state friend visited me and asked to see it on a whim. I had no idea what it was. P.S.S. Really, Michael? A Pink Ranger costume? Godzilla have mercy also is giving a bride to be a dress, a Southern custom that didn't make it far enough North to my native Midwest. Uh, so, okay. That was that part, which might be very confusing is, was a joke that we both made uh, about uh, there's a, there, it wasn't, it's not a Southern thing. It's a, it was a meme. There's a meme going around mm. of, of leaving a an outfit on like your wife or your significant other's uh, bed or, or somewhere where they can see it with a note saying, please wear this, you know, or I would love it if you'd wear this or you would look good in this and stuff. And we made the joke of for you, it would be a pink ranger costume. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, Nathan, you're just a lonely man who doesn't understand this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry Nathan that was mean that was very mean uh, you're just a lone, you're just a just a lonely little ferret that doesn't understand uh, no um, we're they, gonna get hate mail uh, we're gonna get hate mail we are we're gonna Nathan, get hate tweets and Nathan and to any other listeners uh, we are friends and uh I can rib on him like that. <laughs> he knows that I don't mean it. It's just, it's all out of love. We, <laughs> we riff, we riff because we love. That's, we riff that's, because that's we love. Long and short of- uh, yeah, I'm really in a weird mood <laughs> this week. So <laughs> if you want, Since you're in such a weird mood trap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Weird mood, Travis. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, listeners, if you want your email read out and for me to say something really harsh and mean to you, uh, <laughs> send it <laughs> to kaijuweekly at gmail.com. <laughs> or, I'll do it. Or if you would like us, if you would like us to say something really harsh and mean about somebody you know that you're too afraid to say the harsh and mean thing about, let us know and we'll do it for you. Yep, I'll do it. <laughs> all right what were you gonna say michael sorry i was gonna say since you're in such a weird mood now's a good time to ask the trivia question for next week yay 
okay. Trivia question for next week. Uh, we had to do some reshuffling because a movie came out that we're going to cover whoa, whoa, whoa. You're on the podcast. I know, but I don't care. I'm excited. Stop giving it away. I'm excited. I'm too excited. Okay, so uh, next week's trivia question uh, is what film gave Tony Leung, or Leung, I don't know how to say his name, but Tony Leung, 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 his first English speaking role. He's a very famous Hong Kong actor, is fluent in English, but has never done an English speaking role until which film? Uh, and yes, dear listener, the film that we are covering next week is arguably not a kaiju film. Arguably mm. kind of is a kaiju film, but it has enough kaiju elements in it that we're going to cover it on the podcast, mainly because I just want to talk about it. So, yeah. I mean, the whole... The whole the whole third act is basically a kaiju movie. The whole anyway, third act. I, is a I don't want to give too much away. Uh, I don't so... want to give, give it too much away. It's <laughs> Travis. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's 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 the trivia question. Uh, yeah, so just so let's just go ahead and close out this episode. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to this hot mess of an episode and sharing this podcast with your friends. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly. Uh, all the links to our social media, as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group and the Henshin Men podcast are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to the trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. We also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen magazine so far. We had some issues with the printing of the printed issues, uh, and we had to get them reprinted. So that's why the printed issues for issue three are taking a little bit longer to become available. But bear with us they will be available very soon but if you want to read the digital version of issues one two or three you can go and check out kaijuramenmagazine.com and if you want to help support this podcast and get some nice bonus content from time to time you can check out our patreon page patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod yep and there's actually one more thing, Travis, they can do to show some support to this uh, podcast, and that is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. And whatever you write as your review, as your review, we will read it in a future episode. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other kaiju, tokusatsu, uh, cheesy B-movie fans just like you. Uh, it's going to help the show grow. It's going to help us see the goo. Maybe. I don't know yet. I, th I don't know if Travis is still wanting to see the goo yet. Or oh, I always want that, to that see was the a goo. 20, that was a 2020 thing, so I'm not sure if he's over it yet or not. No, so, I anyways, want to see if the we goo. do get to If we do get to see the goo, it's good, it's going to be because of you leaving a review, our dear listeners. And if you want to help jumpstart uh, Michael's rap career, you can also support us on patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod, uh, and some of the money will go towards that. <laughs> 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 and to close out this episode, I'm going to say help control the Mexican beaded lizard population. Have your giant Gila monsters spayed or neutered. 
I thought it was Gila Monster. It's pronounced Gila. 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 Gila? Gila? Or I don't know. I'm just going to go with Gila because it's easier. And I'm a dirty, dirty American. It's an American lizard. <laughs> oh, you're right. Never mind. Forget it. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys.